Welcome to the show, SEC Football Live, of course, special edition, emergency edition uh, of the show here uh, on 440 Sports and that SEC podcast. He, his name is Michael Bratton. My name is Braden Gall. We might be joined by some other folks throughout the course of the night. We have no idea what's happening. Uh, but we are doing this because Nick Saban has announced that he is retiring. And I, I'm not going to lie, and, and this is not meant to be like I didn't have any inside information. I didn't get a tip on this. I didn't know anything. I, I am not surprised. I'm really just not that surprised by this. I'm not nearly as shocked as I thought I was going to be. Um, I think you and I joked about it all season long that win or lose, I actually, I absolutely wouldn't be surprised if he retires. I thought all through uh, uh, summer, we talked about this and I said, look, Saban's going to wake up one morning and be like, I'm not as good as I used to be. And this is it. And maybe that's what happened when he told his team today that he'll no longer be the Alabama head coach. I'm assuming, Michael, you believe that he retired today. Nick Saban did because he is just terrified, absolutely terrified of Josh Heupel and the Tennessee offense and Nico, right? Well, I heard here, here's a here's a tweet from Uncle Silk. The GOAT retired right after the Dodge Charger was discontinued. So we can't overlook that fact either. Um, <laughs> you missed it earlier, Braden. We did another live show. I DM'd Lane Kiffin live on the show. Um, are you going to Bama? Still no response. As soon as I get that, yeah. I will share that publicly. But... Um, yeah, I, I mean, this is this is wild. I, no, I am surprised because I, uh, you know, I'm not in Saban's inner circle or anything, but I, I know who is, and that's Paul Feinbaum and John Talty, who's literally wrote the book on him. And I just heard him the other day saying this was in the air. There was like fifty fifty that this was going to happen, and then something changed, and he's all in on coming back. And this was like two days ago, so. I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't realize it was 50-50 that he was considering retirement, but uh, I, I don't know. It's, it's wild. I, I, I'm very similar in that I had heard something along those lines, but not not necessarily to that extent. I just always believe that he was going to wake up, and I, I always said a Tuesday. It'll be some random Tuesday that he's going to wake up, and he's going to look at himself in the mirror and say, I am no longer the best version of myself, and therefore I am not supposed to be the head coach at Alabama. And if you read Talty's book, uh, you should know that, number one, Steve Sarkeesian was almost the head coach in waiting, basically the head coach in waiting. So that's a piece of context that's worth noting. They really, really liked Steve Sarkeesian and wanted to keep him so much so that they almost named him head coach in waiting. Um, by the way, go check out the book, like The Secrets of Leadership of Nick Saban, written by Talty. It's great. You should go check it out. Um, Saban did not sit for that book, <laughs> by the way. Saban didn't sit down Does for any Does he ever? No, he doesn't. I didn't think so. It, maybe for his own, maybe for his own book. Um, but I just—it's not like I don't know. You and I—you go back and listen to our shows. I, I don't think it's just not ultimately with the way the game is changing and how good the other teams are getting around him and the, his age and how how much softer he was this year, how much funnier he was trying to be. Clearly, this year he was a different person most of the season. So I, again, I didn't have some insider information on this, but I, I just—I am not. Like, it's jarring to see and to feel and to think about our game without him. He's the greatest of all time, maybe the greatest in any sports history, not just college football. Yeah. But I, but I am not ultimately overly shocked by this. I'm just, I'm just not. And I, we can get I wouldn't to have who, been shocked after the South Florida game. But again, they, they did a complete 180. You know what I mean? Like, I thought he might retire that weekend or something. I mean, they were just awful. 
And, he did, he had they, to bust his ass, you know. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I mean, this is this is wild. And what do you what do you make of the timing? I mean, I get maybe they just needed a week to to kind of go over. I mean, it's been nine days since they lost in um, in the Rose Bowl. There, I, I'm kind of befuddled by by what took I, so long I, here. I'm telling you, like it, it is. I he probably didn't know until the moment that he knew. Did you, does that make sense? Like just knowing the way he works and the way he's wired and how he functions, I'm willing to bet you he had not he had not decided until he was like, okay, fine, I'm out. There, there, there's not some like, and I I think Alabama people, if if you know, they're not going to say this out loud, but I have a pretty good idea that most Alabama people in charge, whether they're big boosters or Greg Byrne or whoever else in charge, they are they have had this they they are ready to go with a plan. They 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 know what's going to happen. They're prepared. But I'm willing to bet you that Nick Saban didn't actually know he was doing this after the buildup of the, you know, he would also have respect for for Washington and Michigan and just say, look, I'm not going to steal the spotlight from them. Like he's just wired in a different way. And I bet you he doesn't he didn't know until he woke up this morning and said, I, I need to talk to my team about this because I don't think I'm good enough to do this anymore. And, and good enough is not the right word, but like good enough in his own in his own evaluation of himself, if that makes sense. One loss to Michigan. That, that'll ruin a lot of people, I guess. But so what is the point being that, um, and I, I, I forgot my train of thought, my stupid joke. We got Steven Lassen in here. He's live. <laughs> hey, guys. What's up, dude? How hey, are you? Hey, man. What a day. What a day for college Anything football, happening? Huh? Anything going on at all? Yeah, slow news day. Pete Carroll, uh, Nick Saban. <laughs> man. What was your immediate thoughts, Steven, aside from – verifying that the information was real from from chris Lowe, espn broke the news but uh nick saban retired what's your thoughts yeah i i told you this but i i had to double and triple check that that was actually <laughs> a real story because of you know how crazy twitter can be sometimes so after i double and triple checked it uh a couple times my first reaction was i guess we really shouldn't be surprised you know it kind of seemed like this had been coming you know at his age and at this point of his career it was coming this year, next year, uh, it felt like sometime soon, but I guess it also is one of those moments that um, it still does feel a little surreal to see that Nick Saban is retiring. Like he, I know you and I, Mike, have kind of joked he was just going to coach until he's like 125. <laughs> it felt like sometimes, so it is a little surreal. But man, um, what a crazy day and what a big news story in college football. Uh, at Athlon Steven, of course, you can follow him there. So make sure you check him out uh, all across there. You can catch him on the Cover 2 podcast. Uh, I've heard good things about that show. You can check him there. Uh, so make sure you do that. Uh, we do appreciate you, Steven, jumping on with us last second here. Uh, I've got like an unintended child upstairs, <laughs> like watching movies. <laughs> and so does, Steve, so does Steven. And, and Mike knows a babysitter that's available now uh, who's very good with grandkids, uh, small children. So, so yeah. We've got we've got some stuff. I, I, Steven, you weren't here for this, but I'll just kind of reiterate this. I, I am ultimately not that shocked. I am not nearly as shocked as I thought I would be. Uh, it is a jarring turn of events that Nick Saban is no longer the head coach at Alabama. And we'll get to where we think Alabama can go. Um, there's I think I, I think there's a bunch of rules of engagement people need to understand about what's taking place. Like if Nick Saban told his team today. Even even the best athletic director and power brokers and boosters and agents could could know it's coming the day of and prepare for the day of, but but the the body's not even like cold yet. <laughs> like they're not making calls. There there's not a list. There's not a person in that's a leader in the clubhouse. So if we the three of us mention a name or a name is mentioned on a, a radio show or in a website, it is there for clicks. 
Let's just get that clear. It's it's there for clicks. It's opinion. It's not based in reality because again, the exit interviews aren't even done yet. Like like there, there's no chance that that they've reached out and gotten any formal yeses or nos from anybody now. But don't you think that Alabama's athletic department has had some inkling that this was coming sure. soon? I mean, you and I both, I mean, we three of us would agree. I think there have been some signs, especially with NIL and transfers and the extended calendar that he, he was getting to the end of his uh, run there. So, no, I, I, I absolutely agree with that. And I said that earlier on the show, but you cannot like there's rules of engagement here. If If you hear somebody say like, ah, I think. I think Dan Lanning's the lead candidate. The athletic director doesn't have an idea who the lead candidate is yet. You have to do background. You've got to do research. You got to have confirmation. You got to have phone calls. The agents have to be talking about this stuff. You got to have back channeling. There's too much stuff that has to happen. So there's just nobody reporting any actual information right now. We can have our opinions, and I think we can lay out some rules of engagement. For example, number one, Steve Sarkeesian was going to be the head coach in waiting. That is a piece of information that is worth noting, right? Steve Sarkeesian yeah. was going to be the head coach in waiting. Number two, we know Lane Kiffin would absolutely bathe in sulfuric acid to get that job. But I don't think that the people in charge will want to hire him for a variety of reasons. So I think that's something we could think of. Um, Dabo Sweeney is not an option, guys. Uh, well, his name will come up because of his ties to the program. But would you, in this era of college football, do you really want to hire somebody who's had trouble adapting to the transfer portal and sort of, you know, refuses to change? No. That, right. It doesn't seem like a great fit, right? <laughs> Dabo was never leaving Clemson anyway uh, of his own volition. He's not an option. He's hey, not an option. breaking news here. They are rolling tumors. Uh, corner there. And, 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 Are they and, really? Yep. I, I just got that information. I'm not then, surprised by that. While you guys were speaking, how about this tweet from Ole Miss, the official account? I'm going to throw it up here on the screen. Cut off Braden here. But they literally just tweeted out, come to the SIP transfer portal. For oh, those yeah, that baby. don't know, when a head coach God, is uh, leaves, the, the portal opens up for those players for 30 days. So, so there's going to be, I don't know King if there's going to be a mass exodus or not. I, I would I would kind of believe that there wouldn't be, but there's a lot of good players on that Alabama team that are oh, yes, they're going to have some conversations in the in the next week or two. No, no, no question. Also, just the transfer class that they're bringing in: Damani Jackson, uh, corner, was a former you know, five star. Overton, the defensive lineman for A and M. It's a interesting timing to announce your retirement at this point when you're sort of getting to the end of the the portal window. I, window closing Stephen, i've told you that i think you and i've talked about this and i and i said it earlier on the show with mike but i'll reiterate it with you and for those new people joining us i i've always believed saban's gonna wake up one morning and just be like oh i don't think i'm doing the best job i can anymore and that'll be it and i think he's kind of agonized about it and i don't think he i think he just thought this is it i'm done and today was it and today was the day and and here we are um now the question i think one other thing to consider here is Alabama is largely one of the most aligned and organized uh, infrastructures and organizations and programs in all of college football. Um, outside of that one guy that went to a strip club um, outside of that, but by and large, it is extremely organized, uh, aligned and, and the vision is shared and they execute things to relative perfection. Hiring Nick Saban is how they got there. 
So with that in mind, we can float names that we think would be successful and have ties to the Southeast. I think Dan Lanning is at the top of many people's lists. But ultimately, who who's the who could actually do the job and live up to the Nick Saban brand that he has built? <laughs> he didn't want that Nico <laughs> ass whooping. Says to I, told, I agree with him. He's, he you. never beat Nico. Let, let that let the record show. Technically, that's not true, but sure. As the starter. <laughs> I, <laughs> caveat, caveat. As a starter, asterisk, asterisk. <laughs> I don't. Don't you guys think? And I mean, I think this is sort of stating the obvious. Like, it's going to be very hard to be the guy that follows the guy. Like Nick Saban mm-hmm. is going to be impossible uh, to replace. While it is a, I think that's that's sort of an interesting subplot to this. Is while it is a very desirable job, it's a top ten job with all the resources to win at a high level, like we've seen. Um, there is that Nick Saban shadow and it's going to be hard to fill those shoes. Now, I still think they're going to get a very, very good head coach. I just think it's going to be an interesting subplot in this search. And then eventually once that coach takes over and the job that he does there, maybe there's a reason Urban Meyer didn't take any of these other jobs. (laughs) Are you saying Urban Meyer? (laughs) Maybe there's a reason he didn't take the USC job and he didn't take the LSU job and he didn't take the Texas job and he didn't take the, uh, whatever one was open last year that he could have taken. Uh, Oklahoma was open a couple years ago. All these jobs. A&M could have been his this year. Could have been his. Oil money was lined up to pay Urban Meyer to come cover up assault on his campus. He's uh, waiting for the Michigan job to come open, Braden. Sure. I thought I thought he was a Notre Dame guy. Yeah. <laughs> is it is there a internal candidate that makes any sense at all? Because I, I was scrambling to, to try to figure one because it, in many years there have been. At whether it's Kiffin, yeah. obviously Sark, you you mentioned. Uh, I would even say Kevin Steele. You know, maybe not this time around, but in, in pre- there's there's general Kirby Smart. Obviously, there's there's always a guy that if if Saban would have done this, you know, eight years ago, six years ago, there was always yeah. a candidate there. I don't, I don't, I sure as hell wouldn't give it to Tommy Reese or anything like that. He was the first name that came to my mind, but I don't think I think he would be very very far down the list. Don't you guys agree? Yes, I agree. Yeah. yeah, extremely, extremely far down the list. Yeah, this is guys. This is bi- this is as big as big game hunting gets. Like yeah. again, this is, people are like Sark's not leaving Texas. I'm like, there's only one place on the planet you would consider leaving Texas for, and it might be Alabama. Also, he just lost Bo Davis, his outstanding uh, defensive line coach today to LSU. So, and I asked cousin Shane this. I'll ask both of you guys: Is it more likely? That because uh, because I think any coach in the SEC to Braden's point, Sarkeesian included, short of Kirby Smart, who played at Georgia, he's got Georgia rolling. You could easily make the case Georgia's a better program than Alabama right now. I'm not saying all time or anything, but right now, I think short of Kirby Smart, I think any SEC coach that gets offered this job would take it. So does Alabama? Do they hire from within the SEC? Do you think? Or do you do you think it's more likely they, Stoops, baby. they go outside the <laughs> SEC? I mean, I, you take I, think, it. I, I think it is a name, uh, uh, Stephen. I'll, I'll, I want to address Sandman saying Sark. I, I'm not saying Sark would take it. I'm saying that Alabama is arguably the best job in all of college football. There's a reason the two greatest dynasties in the history of the sport have happened at Alabama, and and that's not an accident that Bear Bryant and Nick Saban happened at Alabama. It's not an accident. So, Stephen, you go ahead with your answer first, and I'll, I'll give you mine. I think the obvious candidate is Dan Lanning at Oregon. Uh, you know, he has been very open, I think, about his desire to stay at Oregon. Um, and of course, Oregon going to the Big Ten is a little different challenge now. Uh, he's well paid. I think 
You know, they're going to be one of the front runners to win it all in 2024. But I think obviously his ties to the program, his ties to Kirby Smart, make him an obvious fit there. Uh, I also think Mike Norvell of Florida State should be very high on Alabama's list. I think somebody who knows how to navigate the current climate of college football with transfers, he has not done that great of a job at closing the deal sometimes in the high school recruiting. But if you're Mike Norvell and maybe you're still frustrated over what happened with the playoff and you're worried about ACC future, Alabama's the place to get out and uh, go to the SEC. So I think that like to Mike's point, I think every SEC coach that's a very viable and successful one outside of Kirby Smart is on this list. But if we're looking outside the SEC, to me, it's pretty clear that Dan Lanning, um, Mike Norvell, I would throw guys kind of long shots like James Franklin or Kalen DeBoer on this list. But I I think they're more (laughs) they're like. Kind of down James, the list. James James Franklin would end up like I, I don't know what the I can't even I don't want to be uncouth here. I, I feel like James Franklin would end up in a small padded room rocking back and forth in the fetal position if he was the head coach at Alabama. I am rooting for James Franklin. If that tells you anything, <laughs> I want it to be James Franklin. It will Franklin. be utter chaos and total self-destruction. He will self-emulate like live on television. <laughs> <laughs> James Franklin is the head coach at Alabama. Can you guys, uh, here's some imagine, bio- you guys imagine the phone calls to find bomb the first time that Penn State has some sort of clock issue oh or God. some sort of end of game management? <laughs> okay. I, I I know too much about James Franklin. That that ain't going to work, and it's not an option. I'll just tell you that right now. Again, all the names you think are not going to be options. Um, D- Dan Lanning is one of the only ones that I think would be an option. By the way, here are your buyouts. Dan Lanning, $20 million buyout. No big deal for Alabama, but just saying, $20 million. Kalen DeBoer, $12 million at Alabama. Dabo Sweeney, $7.5 million. James Franklin, $6 million. Mike Norvell, $4 million. Mike Norvell is a little... This that feels... I, I can't tell if I... There's certainly no chance with the grant of rights looking like it is legally indestructible and that FSU is going to be stuck in the ACC for the better part of a decade, if not, let's say, seven or eight years at least of that. Mike Norvell, again, every ultimately every human being who is offered the Alabama job probably takes it if they're not named Rich Rodriguez. There's just not many people that wouldn't take the job. And so if I'm Mike Norvell, I am absolutely angling to get the job as hard as possible. But I don't, I don't think he's the guy either. I don't think he's the right Maybe guy. Maybe this for the is job. Rich Rod's opportunity to take that job now. <laughs> He's just he's just down the road in Jacksonville, <laughs> Alabama, right now. So I got I got a name I got a name that's way out in left field. I, Mike Vrabel. No, <laughs> that dude is a baller of a football coach, and would dominate at Alabama. But I think he would eventually leave to go back to the NFL in a couple of years. So I think that might keep him from doing it. But not, Vrabel is, and I see you, Jacob. I see you saying that in the comments there. But no, I, I think Vrabel was one of the few guys that would go in there and absolutely dominate. Here's here's my concern about Vrabel. Does he really want to do the NIL transfer college thing, or does he want to go to the NFL and just coach ball? Like, does he want to be the next Falcons head coach or something? Like that to me seems hey, like Patriots. He's a, right. He's a great Patriots Falcons. He's a yeah. great head. He's a, obviously a great head coach. I think just in terms of does he feel more like a pro coach? Uh feels much no, more. No, he's like a he's a pro, he's a pro coach. He's always He's talked openly about his love of Ohio State and wanting to go to Ohio State. But from what I've been told, and I've reached out to some folks and figured this out because I've covered Mike Gribble for the last few years, is that he absolutely does not want to recruit. But in the world of collectives and in the world of NIL, I actually think the portal makes managing a roster a little bit more like the NFL 
if you think about it, you don't have to grind on the recruiting trail the same way. You can have your staff do that. And Mike Vrabel can come in with three rings on his fingers and just say three Super Bowl rings and say, come on, come to come to Bama. And, and I, you know, again, I don't think he would be there for very long. I think he would he would do well for three years and then he would head to the NFL again. But I, I, I think Vrabel would do much better than a lot of the names that we are we are putting out there today. We know it's not going to be Deion Sanders, but is there a a better candidate for guys like us for for content oh. SEO? James than, Franklin. <laughs> oh, it's than Dion? Be, oh, it's Dion. So how about this? Dion Sanders, James Franklin, co-head coaches. <laughs> <laughs> that would never work, Braden. That's that's just that foolish. Ne- what are you saying? Of course it could. It's never yeah. been done before. How do you know it's never worked? It I mean, never gu- worked. guys, if we if we really wanted to go back into the Nick Saban coaching tree, isn't Jimbo Fisher right there? That that's like Mike's <laughs> dream right there. <laughs> how about how about how, how about Mike Norvell, head coach, Jimbo Fisher, offensive coordinator, Tommy Tuberville, defensive coordinator? <laughs> nice. Now I I know everybody's throwing out these names, and every I, I bet every show that's live right now is doing the same thing. What what do you guys think is next for Nick Saban? Do you think? Is it time? You're seeing a growing movement. We need some kind of college commissioner. I mean, who who better than Nick Saban? Uh, you know, no offense. I don't want to besmirch Lee Corso. Grew up loving him, but natural replacement there. What or or does he just you know walk away from all this and just spend all that money on? I I I have to feel like he's going to be involved in the game somehow. I think college game day makes a ton of sense for him. Um, he's been, I think he's pretty good on TV. You know, every time he's been on there in the national championship, even though uh, I think David Pollock and he were like shooting like Cyclops, like lasers at each other back and forth (laughs) at that national championship game. I think he's great. And I think he's great on TV though. I think that makes a perfect kind of seamless transition. He's still involved. All right. All right. Also, I think, um, (laughs) yeah, the awkward stares at the camera when you're, you're talking, um, I think, you know, to, to Mike's point, commissioner of college football, some sort of um, big picture <laughs> leader of the sport. I, I will. I want to throw this out there. Um, football Scoop it has a story up about the last kind of hours of Nick Saban's tenure and said that he was still conducting interviews for assistant coaches positions. Receivers also interviewed uh, DJ Durkin for a defensive coordinator job, oh apparently God. in the last uh, 24 hours. So. Uh, do you? Do you guys? Maybe that's make what anything? forced him to retire. He's say, like, "My yeah. God, I'm down to DJ Durkin here." <laughs> DJ Durkin, yeah. The Alabama brand has fallen so far. <laughs> um, okay, uh, to answer your question seriously, and I, I have a little insight into this, considering I'm an employee of the company, so I got to be careful here. But uh, I think, I think they put so much money into McAfee that it would be hard to hire Saban full time to do game day with with Herb Street and McAfee and Reese and a variety of other names. I, I and I and I think that's a smart decision. McAfee draws numbers and lawsuits, apparently. Uh, but I think what's interesting is I, I could see him doing the broadcast thing for a short period of time to sort of keep him around the game. But I think he is wired absolutely with the right stuff to be a commissioner of a breakaway. If it is forty or fifty teams coming, I think it is absolutely he has the makeup and and. I think the vision for the game um, and like the management CEO leadership skills that you have to have to play, to be in that role. Uh, And I think he would do a legitimately would do a great, like Jim Harbaugh has all the same stuff from a football coach standpoint and none of the, like none of the tact of what it would take to be like the commissioner of football. And I don't think Harbaugh could do it. 
I think Saban has that ability to to sort of understand people, and uh, I think he would he would be a phenomenal commissioner. And I think he, outside of Greg Sankey, I can't think of a person who would be more qualified. Honestly, agree. How about this uh, qu- uh, great comment from Drew? How big of a hand does Nick Saban have in hiring his replacement? What's your guys' thoughts on that? Well, and that's the other that's the other angle on this. Instead of commissioner of the SEC or of college football, athletic director at Alabama is absolutely on the table. Like, you don't think the power if, if Nick Saban goes and has like one barbecue with like one group of boosters and is like, I, you know, I'd like to. I could see myself coming back to Tuscaloosa. You don't think they would run whoever's in charge out of town as fast as possible to hire Nick Saban to be the AD? Yes, they absolutely would. So, Greg Byrne not, is probably having like cold yeah. sweats now yeah. trying to. <laughs> it's like shit. I better get this one right. Right. <laughs> I asked cousin Shane this. I'll ask you guys who who benefits the most in the SEC. What what programs? Hugh Freeze. From is it is it just the the annual rivals there for Alabama? I think probably, yeah. I mean, I think kind of the obvious, like Auburn um, wins a lot. I think Georgia wins again. Um, I think, you know, I think Georgia sort of passed Alabama as the the premier program in college football the last couple of years, the team to beat, the program to beat, um, even more so now with Nick Saban. I also think it just, it probably helps like Texas. It probably helps Tennessee. It probably helps LSU a lot too. Like, I guess, I guess it pretty much helps anybody. Uh, in the SEC, but probably that second tier and also Georgia a lot. I think it's, I'm going to have a really weird answer to this. I I think it actually hurts um, everybody. I think it hurts the game. I think it hurts the SEC. I think it hurts college football. I think it hurts the playoff and in an attention economy. And I know that doesn't matter to the fans that are in in any given stadium at the time, they want to beat whoever's in front of them. And Alabama is going to be good. So even if they hire a shitty coach, they're going to fire that guy and then they're going to hire a good one. And then they're going to be good. So Alabama's not going to ever not be good. But I think Saban is a special person in this in this sport that we call college football. And I think the whole entire sport loses because if you look at women's basketball, for example, the big argument was, does the dynasty hurt the sport? And it didn't. The dynasty elevated everyone else to compete at a higher level, and it made everyone else better. And the reason Georgia is Georgia right now is because of Nick Saban. Like the reason Ohio State got Urban Meyer and they did the shit that they did was because of Nick Saban. So I actually think, I mean, I I, I don't know. Like if, if everyone can take a deep breath and be just as good, I think that's bad for the game, honestly. So I know that's a weird answer and kind of meta, but that's in the short term. Are, in the short term, are people going to beat Alabama a little bit more often? Maybe. But at the same time, if they hire a good coach, Alabama's still going to be fucking good. <laughs> like they're, they're not going to not win games because if they don't win games – your ass is gone, and they're going to hire somebody who can win games. So I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe you can get on. Maybe you get, get your get your shots in on Bama right now. I guess for a couple of years, and then see where we go from there. But otherwise, I just need Kirby to take that Falcons job. Completely opens up his SEC. You know, <laughs> hey, 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 Chili Mac. By the way, what's up, dude? Good to see you. Big hey, Auburn, you, big Auburn fan there. Uh, what, what do you guys? He, go ahead, Brian. Well, no, I just wanted to point out Chili talking about two thousand to two thousand seven Bama. Oh, Chili, uh, as an Auburn fan. I can't imagine why he liked those years. <laughs> <laughs> what? What do you? Old guys Tommy th- Tube Steak. Old yeah. Tommy Tube Steak. Winning five straight. What do you guys think about maybe this? Also, if you're Ohio State, if you're Michigan, if you're I guess Clemson, um, you're probably 
feeling a little bit better today too. To, to I mean, to your point, you're talking about the attention economy and everybody in college football losing, but I think the I know we're so focused on the SEC right here, but I think there's probably some celebration if you're Ryan Day in Columbus. Oh, maybe definitely even, Ryan Day. Maybe even more in a few <laughs> more days if Jim Harbaugh is the next head coach he, of the can, Raiders. Department. Can you imagine Ryan Day? Ryan Day went to bed on New Year's Eve, knowing that Jim Harbaugh and Michigan and Nick Saban and Alabama were going to play in the freaking Rose Bowl for a trip to the national championship, and two weeks later. They both might be gone. <laughs> Ryan Day, you, I take it back, Mike. You're, the answer is Ryan Day. Is there any shot that he he regret regrets this and changes his mind in the next twelve months? I guess I sort of like Urban Meyer, right? The, yeah, I'm, that's what I'm thinking. And I mean, whoever the hell they hire, you know, they'll kick his ass out right out the door to, to bring him back if he wanted. I, I guess ultimately, my question, my response to that is more of a question, which is where, like, Urban Meyer had a landing spot. Like Florida wasn't ultimately his home. The Midwest was. Big Ten was. That's where he's from. He's from there. Uh, Notre Dame and Ohio State were always sort of in his blood. Mm -hmm. And he kind of brought Ohio State back. And I also don't think he's the same person. I think Urban Meyer is largely a piece of human debris. And I think Nick Saban's a, and I think Nick Saban's a pretty good person. So I, I don't know. I, I think I saw a different Nick Saban this year. And I saw a different Nick Saban over the last five or six years. He's been softer. He's been funnier. He's been lighter. He's he's taken things less seriously. Like he's just, I I don't know. I think he the tornadoes and being becoming a grandfather changed him. And like I just think he's a different guy. And I think he's I think he's done. But um, I guess you can't you know never say never. I just don't. Where would you guys? I mean, outside of the NFL, which seems like an impossibility at his age. Um, I can't think what, what else, where else would be more appealing than Alabama for him? I mean, just imagine DJ Lagway is, he's worth all the hype, but Billy Napier still is God awful. We fire him, <laughs> you know, about halfway through the season. Saban says, man, I could, I have seen Florida do it. I can, I can bring them back to relevant, you know, something like that. It would make all the sense of the world. <sighs> That's why Miami, he's got, my, well, Miami he's got the new home in Florida, right? right. But isn't the home, but isn't the home down in South Florida though? They could fly him up there. Right. I'm just, I'm just saying, you want to return a team to prominence, and you want to take it easy on yourself. Do what Mark Rick did. Go to, go to Miami, <laughs> and and you got your house right down the street, thirty million dollar mansion down there on South Beach, and go to, go to work at Miami and dominate the ACC with half the work. <laughs> so, so Mario to to Alabama, Saban to Miami. <laughs> Mario Cristobal will be tossed around like a bunch of idiots. Uh, he, his name will be tossed around for an Alabama job. So. I, I I just can't believe I've waited for this day for so long, and now now it's here, and I I feel I feel empty inside. Like there's not the joy that I thought I I, I feel like. To your point, I feel like the sport has has mm -hmm. has lost a little. You know, it, it is the dude. You can't the gravitational force of Nick Saban of Nick Saban is it is unprecedented in the modern era. Like there's names of coaches that have been as big in college football, Bobby Bowden, Bear Bryant, Joe Paterno, there's names, but never in the digital internet recruiting portal economy that we live in today. That his gravitational force is unprecedented. And I remember being in the room the first time. I think Steven you might have been there too. Like the first time I was ever in the room with Steve Spurrier, like I could feel the force. <laughs> it yeah. was like it was like a Jedi mind trick he was playing on me. I could feel him walking in. And there's very few people that you you feel that way about, and Nick Saban is one of them. And you know who you don't feel that way about? <laughs> Lane Kiffin. <laughs> Do you guys know the only school that fired Nick Saban? 
The only school that fired Nick Saban? Or only job. I mean, however oh. you want to put it. Okay. Kent State. No, do you know Stephen? I don't. It was Ohio State. And check this out. In 1980, Nick Saban replaced Pete Carroll, who ironically just got fired himself, as Ohio State's secondary coach, 1980. And that's the only job that ever fired Nick Saban was, was Ohio State. Interesting. Um for just for fun, obviously Saban being from West Virginia, like what if Neil Brown took another job and Nick Saban went back home for three years to coach at West Virginia just for fun? Like that's like on the, I guess maybe the bucket list. I don't know. I, I, to, to you guys' point, I don't know. I don't think there is another stop. Like I think this is probably it. I think what he's what 72 at this point. I mean, he's won six national championships at, um alabama i guess the only thing maybe he didn't do was win at a high level in the nfl i i just i don't see him what's sorry steven go ahead no i i know what you're saying like he didn't reach the harbaugh super bowl type record and obviously get there and he wasn't a terrible nfl head coach like some other ones but i guess that would be the only thing is like if he really wanted to go chase the super bowl which i just don't i don't think that's at his age no i i i also, he was much better at Miami than people realize. Right. That's that's up. He wasn't off. I'm just saying, like when you look, yeah. Jim Harbaugh played, led a team to the Super Bowl. He didn't get a chance to do that with the Dolphins. I'm still I'm still reeling here, boys. Um. So I I think ultimately, if you had to choose, and you're in charge, um. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Bob Stoops is out there as well. Um. Actually, that's not a terrible idea. You could do a lot worse than Bob Stoops at, at Alabama. Um. How old is he? He's not that old, actually. Right. I don't think he's 72. 60 something. Yeah. Okay. Googling it. 63. Yeah. That's still, that's still a lot. That's still 10 years in the tank potentially uh, for Bob Stoops. That's five years younger than the Iowa coach, Kirk. (laughs) I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Kirk Ferentz has been around more than five years too long. Probably. Uh, Bob Um, Stoops has got a good thing going though, as an XFL, whatever it is now, head coach. And also the tequila salesman, uh, Bob Stoops. He comes back and coaches the Alamo bowl when they need him. I'm really disappointed update here from Lane Kiff, and he has not responded. Just a quick update. I've- oh, because you sent him a DM. For those that don't know, uh, Michael sent him a DM live on the air. Yep. Are you going to Bama? 427 Central yeah. Time. I sent him one that just said hashtag Roll Tide. Nothing. <laughs> hashtag RCR. Nothing. Is he on the boat, though? I don't know if he'll. He has not tweeted. He's on the phone. You know, he's on the phone with somebody. He's recruiting Alabama's players right now as we speak. Yeah, there is no spot on planet Earth in which Lane Kiffin does not have service. Right. Maybe that's service everywhere. That's the real question, Braden and Steven. Who is Jimmy Sexton on the phone with this moment? Well, I mean, the obvious name is Lanning. So, yeah, I would think. I think Lanning. There is nobody down there. I hear he's already down there. There's nobody that makes sense. So okay, he's down in Tuscaloosa already. Oh, who you tell? Who did Lane Kiffin DM you back and tell you that? No, just I just saw it on Twitter while we're talking here. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's on Twitter, it must be true. <laughs> exactly. It, tw- Twitter is the new comment section, and our comment section is out of control as it is. So, <laughs> oh, we just got the saddest man in the world following this news. I'm going to update it here, post it. Uh, I think you guys will, will appreciate this. Is probably a perfect place to end it here. No, hang. Sorry, don't tell Space Mountain. Don't track any airplanes. Airplanes don't. They don't. Coaches aren't on them. Just want to let you that. Just want to let you know. The saddest man that Nick Saban's retiring right here on the screen, Gary Danielson. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Isn't he? Why? Why? He's going to go call games for Purdue. What? He's alma mater. Why is he? Because he's in love with Alabama. Clearly, I, I can't. I can't believe you mean. You mean somebody said something positive about the greatest dynasty in the history of the sport? Unbelievable. Yep. Holy cow. We've we've made it this far, and not not a single not one of us has made a Butch Jones. Like, did I miss the Butch Jones? I, I saw a couple. Okay. I saw a couple right. in the comments. I saw a couple in the comments. Yeah, we here we got we got a live. Is, he's already in the gear. Intern, intern, <laughs> Butch Jones. I got I got Kiff in here as well. <laughs> intern. Look at all these interns. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all right, any, any other closing uh, thoughts here? Uh, uh last one. Go ahead, man. I think, first of all, as uh, someone who just spent a lot of time doing an early top 25 and early SEC predictions for 2024, I think it's fair to say that this is a pretty big uh, shakeup in the short term. I think we'll see, obviously, who Alabama gets, and I think we'll have a pretty big yeah. um, impact on that. But I think, you know, both of you guys kind of make great points here in the sense of, you know, Braden's right. I think college football loses something. I mean, he's the greatest coach in college football history. He's retiring. And, um, you know, now we're going into a new era of the 12 team playoff conference realignment. I thought he would might stick around for one more year, kind of uh, go through that. But uh, the game loses something. But at the same time, I'm, I'm very, very fascinated to see where Alabama goes with this coaching search. Yeah. Um, if you go back and look at some of those staffs, they're guys that are it's like there's one staff that had like. What was it like Mel Tucker, Billy Napier, Dan Lanning, Kirby Smart? Like there's just all these guys on like one staff that I think it was 2012, maybe that won the national championship that was just absolutely loaded with guys. And uh, no, I, I think ultimately my favorite part of this is going to be the ripple effect and what right. happens after this, because there's no way that they go hire some like first time defensive coordinator to be their coach, which means there's ultimately going to be more and more and more dominoes that are going to fall after Alabama makes their decision. And so for I just think it's going to be fascinating to watch no matter who gets the job. It's fascinating. Alabama is fascinating with Nick Saban and they are even more fascinating without him. And I can't wait to see what happens uh, ultimately. So uh, and I got, I got one more photo I'm going to throw up here on the screen. Apparently, this is live down at Tuscaloosa, down at uh, Nick Saban statue on campus. They've put little Debbie's at his feet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, what a bunch well, of idiots out there you know what? I've, I've spent my entire career adult career working in college football around these people and every and every now and then i still don't understand them every now and then right every now and then well that's a perfect place to end it i appreciate uh, both of you guys hopping on here oh, steven oh, Braden, uh and, and all the, the the live listeners here on this historic day in yeah. sec cannot wait now now we got a coaching search I mean, just when I was starting to wind down, I was thinking about taking a couple of days off. I'll be busy the next two weeks. You know what? Yep. Pete, yep. Pete Carroll to Alabama. Uh, Athlon Steven on Twitter. You can follow him there, of course. Go over, Head on over to the 440 Sports YouTube page if you're not listening there. Uh, we've got all kinds of stuff coming for you. We were going to put an Oklahoma video story up today. <laughs> Do a lot of Oklahoma conversation. I'm sure that gets lost in the shuffle. But uh, we still got good stuff for you over there at 440 Sports as well. So check that out at Braden Gall on the Twitter machine, uh, at SEC Mike everywhere across all platforms. Thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging out. Uh, War Damn Eagle, this has been SEC Football Live. <laughs>